As Jon Snow once said in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Oh, yes, it is. Hi, I'm Ivan. I'm Nick, and I may have butchered that quote. I think it was Jon Snow. I could be wrong. But we are wearing our long sleeve DIY detail shirts, our sweaters here. We want to tell you about some winter detailing tips, tricks, hacks, and preparation. Advice and preparation. Yeah. yeah. So, first of all, how do we prepare for winter? And if you're an enthusiast out there, how do you prepare your car for winter? What kind of protection should you get on there? Um, and Ivan, take it away. Well, for me, you know, if you don't have a ceramic coating on your vehicle, you need a ceramic coating. That is by far the best protection you can have against winter, especially if you're in an area with road salt, that salt accumulates on the vehicle, does all sorts of nasty things. Now, outside of the detailing realm, you can also prepare by getting a rust proofing. So it's an undercoating that goes under the car. Uh, and even if you're not in a rust belt area, a lot of rust proofing has an additional side benefit. So rust proofing always seemed to be some gimmicky upsell. Why would I need rust proofing and where would you recommend I seek that out? Uh, look on Google. Honestly, you'll get some good Google reviews, you'll get some bad Google reviews, find the one with the best reviews. But there are wax-based or paraffin-based undercoatings, and there are some that are resin-based as well, that are not just a really thin oil. Some of them are almost like spraying WD-40, which actually works. But uh, you have to redo it yearly and yearly and yearly. There are some, the thicker ones, they actually also cut down interior noise in your car. Whoa. Okay, yeah. so what am I going to pay ballpark for this? What time of year should I get it done? This time, so fall before you get the salt on your car. So uh, most rust-proofing places from September to November, they're slammed. They're booked out. They're, you know, they're, they're hiring people. They're doing everything they can. That's the time of year. Personally, I like to get mine done in the beginning of summer. And the reason for that is a lot of these products will actually spread with heat. So it'll get into the seams of the vehicle and it'll work its way into everything with the heat. But we're a little too late for that. But if you don't have any rust proofing in your car and you are in the rust belt, definitely something you want to look into. And what does it cost? I know that's a question that as detailers out there, if you're a pro or a prosumer enthusiast, you may do this yeah. on the weekends. It's a really difficult question. How much does it cost for a detail? So I know what that feels like when you're on the other end of it, but I'm now on the other end of it as a consumer and I'm like, What's it going to cost me? Yeah, it's generally speaking $150 to $300. Okay. And who's a good candidate for it? Classic car, $80,000 car? Every car. Okay. okay. Now, unless if you're trading your car in every two or three years, don't worry about it. Your manufacturer's warranty far, super, far surpasses that. So no need to worry about it for then. But if you're planning on keeping a car for a while, definitely a good investment. We don't sell undercoatings. I'm genuinely no. curious about this. And then how long does it last? And then why would I want this? Like what happens if I don't get it? I've never had an undercoating on right. my car. So I'm asking so, for a friend. Yeah. So yeah. a friend asks. No, uh, basically there are yearly application undercoatings. <coughs> Excuse me. Those are the thinner oil type. And there are the thicker, uh, some are called permanent for that matter. Uh, there are some electronic undercoatings that, eh, there's good and bad reviews on them. Uh, they're great in a boat because the boat is always submerged in water. Your car isn't always submerged in water. So there are, like I said, if you're looking at those, read the studies, read all the, uh, the reviews before you decide on that. Well, and I wonder why would I want an undercoating? I know why protection matters on uh, vehicles, paint and anywhere else. 
But what can go wrong that I would wish that I had done that um, your under floor, my vehicle? Your floor can rust through. Okay. Your suspension can rust through. Uh, there are trucks that they've had to recall the whole frame because the frame broke in half. So rust proofing is a serious deal. Uh, and if you're in an area that gets snow, that gets salt, you want rust proofing in your car. It's a good time to get uh, an exterior detail and ceramic coat your car. Yeah. Which we're teaching you how to do. I mean, you know, washing, uh, doing the clay towel with our iron remover. Yeah. Easy way to decontaminate your paint. We've taught you how to use a dual action sander, 25 bucks from your local mm -hmm. hardware store with our gold pad, you know, a light polish on the paint, really exfoliate it, get that paint ready for the ceramic coating. Yeah. Couldn't be easier to do it at home, and that's sort of what we're all about. Right. So it's a good time to do it now before you're fighting the layers of gunk and all the nastiness of winter. And it's going to make your driving in wintertime easier as well because the stuff's going to slide out. Yeah, it's going to make your cleaning a lot easier. And if you're not into doing the whole ceramic coating thing, well, you can use quick beads or ceramic gloss. You'll have to use it a couple times through the winter. But again, a great way of doing it. Uh, another, another ceramic coating that we have that to me is even more important than the paint, that's our interior ceramic. The reason I love interior ceramic, you put it on your carpets. In the winter, you're getting in and out with your muddy boots. You're getting in and out with your salt-laden shoes, boots, etc. And we've all dealt, detailers have all dealt, and people have probably seen it, especially if you live up north, you have this crust of salt that forms around your carpet. Well, you're not going to stop that crust from forming, but what you are going to do is make it a lot easier to clean off. Absolutely. But when it comes to ice melt, when it comes to cold weather climates, you're in for it in the wintertime. Yeah. It is very difficult to remove from your carpet. And so any kind of protection, anything you can do to coat those carpet fibers is going to help you when it comes to that spring cleaning, which... You don't want to wait until it's a disaster detail or it's going to be so much more difficult. And the carpet fibers can wear down. I went to carpet cleaning technician school. Yeah. I say that a lot. Sorry if you guys have heard me say that before. But they talk about it like, you know, here's your carpet fiber. Yeah. And you can clean it, right? But actually all that dirt and then kicking the dirt in, what you're doing, imagine sandpaper on it. Once that sandpaper has hit the carpet fiber, it will never look the same again. So I can clean that carpet fiber as much as I want or right. can or I'm able to, but I will never be able to restore the appearance of it once I've ground down into it. So there's an integrity to the carpet fibers as well that we can protect yeah. to some degree with the interior ceramic, which right. is safe not only on your carpets, but everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And now that you've prepped your car, you've prepared it, uh, and I'm from Quebec. In Quebec, winter tires are mandatory. And if you've never driven on true winter tires in the snow, it's a life-changing experience. All of a sudden, it's like dry, almost like driving in the summer. If you're on four-season tires and you're on snow, it's not safe. For us, they actually made it a law that you have to have winter tires from December 15th to March 15th. How and do people pay for those? The same way. In reality, no, seriously, your summer tires aren't wearing down. You've had them in storage. You took them off. You put the other ones on. So... Over the life of the vehicle, it doesn't cost you a penny more because you're not, you're not using those tires. And the winter tires, you're only using in the winter. So your set of tires, instead of lasting for two seasons, is now lasting for four seasons. Ivan, who do you think is more stubborn, you or me? Oh, you, definitely. I'm a stubborn mother, uh, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have a Subaru, so I'm like, oh, it's all-wheel drive. And, yeah. you know, before I went full-time with DIY Detail, like, this is our lives now. Yeah. Uh, I had a full-time job. I was working in Salt Lake City and driving about an hour up and down a canyon. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I can use the all seasons. They're getting all bald. I'm like, I got a Subaru. And one night it was snowing. It was like a, a I don't know, a mall parking lot or something. You know, yeah. there was about three inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. It hadn't been plowed. It was like midnight. I had a late shift. And I was driving like a grandma. You know, I was really aware that I was in the middle of a snowstorm, but just lost control. Yeah. Slid into a guardrail. Spent 1200 bucks on Blizzax as soon as I got out of the body shop. <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have done that before. So oh, it made a huge difference. I think it's worth the investment to get winter tires. Not that you came here to hear me tell you that story, but yeah. winter tires in a snowy area, if you can swing the money, like I didn't think I could swing the money at the time, but then can you afford being out of your vehicle for two weeks? Yeah, yeah. the insurance pays for the rental car, but it, it was a big pain in the butt. And yeah. Also, like super humbling. Like, what's going to happen? I'm losing control yeah. in my vehicle. In a snowstorm, like no one wants to be there. So no. that's great advice. And now that your car is prepped, now that you've gone through winter, what are other things you can do during the winter to maintain your vehicle? Well, having lived in Utah and wanting to detail cars, I can tell you, rinseless washing is huge. Yeah. The only issue you're going to have rinseless washing in your garage, like it's literally snowing out, you're OCD, you want to wash your car. Um, you're just going to have a little bit of moisture dripping onto your garage floor. You know, when you're in your driveway detailing, it's one thing, but... Yeah. It's minimal, but it's like if you drive in from the snow into your driveway, the snow is going to melt in your garage anyway. So yeah. minimal moisture, you know, we're talking about two or three gallons of water in a bucket. You know, the rinse wash method is very, very low water anyway. Yeah. But, you know, you may have a little mud and snow on your garage floor anyway, but I'd say rinse washing is huge in the wintertime. Right. But one compliment to that is your car is just covered in snow and ice and looks horrible, take it to a coin-op car wash, don't use their brush, but take it to a coin-op car wash, throw in a couple coins, and pre-rinse your car and then drive it home. Mm. So now you've taken all that heavy accumulation off, you've gotten into your wheel wells, even before going into the car wash, throw a bit of a all-clean APC on the wheels and tires, maybe brush it, then go in, don't wanna hold the line up, but brush it on, or foam it on, brush it in, and then when you go in, your wheels and tires will be a lot cleaner. Drive it home, get out the rinseless wash, and away you go. Yeah, and if you're in line, you know, through that car wash, that tunnel, and you're the next in line, you can get out, work on your wheels, all clean is our all-purpose cleaner. Yeah. You could do the wheels in preparation while you're waiting for the slow person in front of you <laughs> yeah, exactly. to finish their wash. Okay, so rinseless washing in the wintertime is great. Yeah. What else? And if you're going to a car wash, try to pick a car wash that is safe for paint and people think car wash safe for paint can't be the two don't go together there are safe car washes out there uh, first of all you have the touchless or the laser style car washes they do great in the winter of course they're not getting your car as clean as a contact wash they're not getting as clean as what you're doing at home but getting that salt off the paint and out from underneath it and that's another thing that car washes do they offer an underbody wash so taking through the car wash once in a while actually isn't a bad thing because now they're high-pressure jets under the floor, and you can actually hear it as you're driving over them. But, or you're not driving, sorry. You're being taken down the, the moving floor there. I did hear a story of a guy who left his car in drive through a tunnel car wash. And rear-ended. And rear-ended somebody else. you got to put it in neutral, man. Yeah. So follow the instructions. Uh, and you know, we both know the guy. And He's probably it, watching this video. Yeah. So we're and, not really making fun of him, but no, it's a funny but, story. Yeah, funny story. But he's got one of these subscriptions to the car wash thing, so he's going two, three times a, a week, even twice a, a day. day sometimes, <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, you can get that undercarriage wash, and that's great. Now, if you've got a car wash with the old-style nylon brushes that are going at 200 RPM and just 
hitting your car? Maybe not. But uh, if you know, the coin-op car wash is great. The laser washes are great, especially as a pre-wash before taking it home and using the rinseless wash. Riding your, driving your car in the wintertime can be humbling because maybe you detailed it the day before and then it snows on you. You know, should you wash your car as often in the wintertime? Because we know the real gung-ho guys who want to keep their car clean all the time. Yeah. It's going to drive them crazy when their car gets dirty in the middle of winter and they want to clean again. Is it going to snow tomorrow? Like, how often is enough to keep your car washed um, in terms of detailing it and, and keeping the paint from getting a ton of embedded contaminants, even if it's a coated vehicle? I like at least once a week. You know, but hey, I'm OCD and all that fun stuff. So, uh, but at least two or three times a month, that would be great. Once a week, if you can, even better. Uh, and another thing that people neglect in the winter is the interior. Mm. We, you know, we've seen the spring cleaning. Well, don't let it go to spring. You know, you're sitting in traffic. Have a little bottle of interior clean and protect and wipe your dash down, wipe your console down. I feel like people could be sleeping on interior mm -hmm. clean and protect. And, you know, I'm a big interior detailer. I, I spend a lot of time on YouTube yeah. and Hawk Pro detailing, teaching professional detailers what I've learned from interior detailing, a lot of disaster details. And interior clean and protect was sort of the, the brainchild of we want something that cleans reasonably well. Right. And something that leaves a nice protection. Not a glossy, greasy. No. But it's going to make you proud of your vehicle when you see your dashboard. It just... It's not going to be the bazooka cleaner. No. It's not meant to be that. It's meant to help you maintain an already clean vehicle. Right. And it also provides anti-static protection. So you're not going to... The dust isn't going to be as, tract, as attractive or attracted to your interior plastics and leathers and all that. So Should we talk about off-label usage? Sure. Okay. So one thing that I love about ceramic gloss is... You can use it on your interior clear-coated plastics. Yes. And then never use it on your interior glass, but on your rear-view mirror. Yeah. Um, I like it there as well. Like, I'll put a little ceramic gloss after I've cleaned the, the rear-view mirror on that. Yeah. And what I notice with that is, because ceramic gloss, it's our exterior ceramic detailer, safe on paint, and all exterior surfaces. If I put it on the rear-view mirror, next time I'm fudging around, moving it, you get the fingerprints. Just a towel wipes it right off. Yeah, exactly. So we'll leave it there for the off-label usage because well, we have labels for a reason. Yeah, and Nick said not to use it on the interior glass. There's a reason for that. I don't even know what it is. I just know <laughs> Ivan taught it to me years yeah. ago and I listened. It, so if you have something very hydrophobic on the inside of your glass, it can cause fogging. So be it ceramic gloss, be it quick beads, be it anything or even our you know glass coating or ceramic coating. Uh, Again, that can cause that. Now, speaking of glass, though, you do want the ceramic coating on your windshield. You do want it on your side windows, and you want it on your mirrors because it's going to make them easier to clean off. When you have that quarter inch of ice, you're going to be the one going, oh, there it goes. And your neighbor's there scratching away. So it makes it easier. Also, as you're driving, of course, it increases visibility. So whether it be the ceramic coating, ceramic gloss, quick beads, put something to protect your glass. Absolutely. I, I'm the guy who doesn't want to touch the snow yeah. on my hood in the winter because I don't want to scratch the paint. And I'm like, if I brush it off, then my jacket's going to scratch the paint. And then the, 
snow maybe has little ice particles that are scratching the paint, but then it's not safe to drive away with a ton of snow on your paint. No. Which I've done or before. Or legal for that matter. Which I've done <laughs> before and then it sort of glides off the paint once the, you know, yeah. engine heats it up and it. But I don't know, man. Is there a way to prevent scratching when the snow is on there? Because as it melts, or is it just part of wintertime driving? It's kind of part of wintertime driving. But instead of the snow brush to take the snow off the car, there's a couple other strategies. One of them is they sell a foam. It's like a foam block on a stick. And the foam actually does less damage than the nylon brushes. The other thing is leave a crust. So basically... You're not going down to the paint. You're just leaving like a little quarter inch. And there's another tool. I don't have it at hand. I'll be back in a second while he continues to talk. Okay, we're going to keep talking about wintertime detailing. I'm intrigued by the idea of crust. I'll tell you what, it's one thing that's really awesome is when you have a clean vehicle in wintertime and everyone else, it's, there's still snow on the ground, but it's not snowing out. And you've put some tire shine on the vehicle and your paint shines. You know, you may in the summertime just have a regular vehicle and it's clean, it looks nice. But when you have a freshly detailed vehicle in the jungle of wintertime grime, it makes it look like a true diamond. In the oh, I drive around a Subaru and it looks like I'm driving around a Maybach. Like, yeah. I literally had someone ask, is that a it, Like, it's a ridiculous question. Yeah. But it was so shiny that day, he yeah. thought it was that. And I just tried to fill time while Ivan walked away. He's back. Leaf blower. Now, the leaf blower is great at removing light fluffy snow off your car without touching your car so a fresh snow a fresh snow so you're gonna be the guy out there as it's snowing like honey honey come inside you're like hold on i'm fighting mother nature and you're like no but before me. driving off instead okay. of using the brush on your car yeah you can use the leaf blower Ooh. now in quebec a lot of dealerships use the big you know corded or even the gas powered leaf blowers to clean off the lot in the morning, so that when people are driving to work, they see all these shiny cars when everything else is covered in snow. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And then if you've nerded out and bought the Master Blaster, and they're not cheap, they last forever, but they actually will get to a, a heated, filtered air oh, definitely. after they're on for a few minutes. It yeah, it doesn't take out. long. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the heated air would be pretty cool as well. That's a great tip. Yeah. So just, you know, and there's this one is red and black. Uh, there are other brands. Whatever brand of battery power tool you're using, they probably have a small blower like this. I'm not looking forward to winter, but I'm looking forward to the, the feeling of I did everything I could to prepare. Yeah. And, you know, another way of preparing for winter is the way I prepare. I drive south. Oh, is that what you do? Yeah. Where are you heading for winter? Uh, we're going to be everywhere. Uh, so we are heading to Florida. After Florida, we'll be heading over to Las Vegas. Vegas, we're probably going up to Utah to see you, and then yeah, we don't know from there. So Okay. Well, depending on when you see this, uh, look for Nick and Ivan at SEMA. It's the big car show in Vegas. Yeah. The, uh, the biggest in the world? So, uh, yeah, there's Auto Mechanica that's yeah. there. In, in so, Frankfurt, Deutschland. Yeah. yeah. So, there, you know, there's a lot of big car shows around the world. Auto Mechanica is not only there. They have Auto Mechanica in the UAE. They have Auto Mechanica in Asia. So, yeah, Auto Mechanica. And the one in Germany is once every two years, et cetera, et cetera. So okay. they move it around. Uh, cool. I was at a, a big show in India three or four years ago, well, right before the pandemic. Uh, they have a huge auto show there in uh, in india so same deal there's big car shows everywhere but yes sema is probably the best known of the bunch at least in north america and if you don't know this about ivan you have taught detailing all over the world exactly yeah so 
wise guy here, wise human, <laughs> wise guy. Do people say wise guy anymore? When Nick starts to ramble, we know it's time to wrap the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Any final words, Ivan? Enjoy and be safe in winter. Uh, another little prep tip that, you know, in your glove box, have a candle, have some, uh, some food. Uh, I've been stuck on a highway off-ramp for over 24 hours once. So I had to stay in my car, stuck in an off-ramp. The snow basically went from no snow to a foot of snow in seems like five minutes. Uh, so people literally, we were stuck on the off-ramp because someone in front of us got stuck, and then we got stuck, and it just piled up. Uh, so have something to eat. Have something to create a bit of heat. The gentleman that was stuck in the car in front of us got sick because he'd start his car up every half hour, but neglected to go out and shovel around his exhaust. So the candle Carbon is to create a little bit of heat in the yeah. vehicle without having to turn the heat on? Exactly. So the, the candle, when you're in a car, we create heat ourselves. That's why you get foggy inside the car when it's wet and all that. But if you have a candle as an emergency kit in there in your glove box, it can you know, make a very unpleasant situation just unpleasant. <laughs> I feel like I learned a ton in this video. Anything else? No. Enjoy winter. All right. Enjoy winter, guys. More DIY detail podcasts in the playlist right there. And if you have any questions, leave them below.